Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. They probably have carried around so much stress in their physical body for so long that they're not even aware of how much tension they're holding on to, that they were feeling. It's really not good for you to walk around with your body being tense all the time. But they weren't even aware of it because it had gone on for so long. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. And welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and we're so glad you've joined us. Happy weekend, Dr. Linda. Ah, it's a great weekend. Ah, hope you are alert with your coffee and ready to relax and do this show. <laughs> well, uh, we're pretty relaxed when we do our show. Uh, I don't usually feel stressed about doing this. No, we are very... <laughs> Relaxed today. <laughs> yeah, this is a fun thing to do. But there are days, Chris, when I definitely don't feel like your voice just sounded. <laughs> I know I carry a lot of my stress in my shoulders and my neck. Have you ever thought about that, where you carry stress? Neck and back start shoulders? to really act really weird, yes. Yeah, so some people carry more of their stress in their mind, and they have racing thoughts, and others more in their body. And I think that's me. It gets really uptight mm -hmm. and tense. But this show is going to focus on how we can lessen stress in our physical bodies. So when we do get that up tightness and, and sharp pains and aches and that type of thing, there are ways to manage it and not let it manage you. Uh, Dr. Linda, I understand that the uh, inspiration for this show came because you teach your medical students how to de-stress using these techniques. And we thought it would be good to share those techniques on today's show. Well, these are tried and tested methods that really work, and I have used several of these myself in my own life, so mm -hmm. I'm happy we're talking about this, actually. It's always nice to have a few tools or techniques in your tool belt to help with stress. What about when you talk like this? Does, <laughs> does that help? Yeah. Well, a calming voice does help. <laughs> so I don't know if that one's calming. That no. one sounds a little scary. It's kind of weird, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we can actually uh, practice these techniques even as we listen today. Uh, didn't you write a book? It's one of your small books called Breaking Free from Stress? I did. And these skills are actually mentioned in that small booklet, I call it, because it's really small and mm -hmm. tiny. Stress is ongoing in our lives, right? We have to pay attention to that. And we need to think about how do we carry stress in our bodies? My understanding is that unmanaged stress leads to burnout. And we are seeing this in our healthcare system. So many workers are overwhelmed with the pandemic, working long hours and seeing a lot of death and seriously ill people. They feel like their resources are tapped out. And we continue to pray for our healthcare workers and teachers and the first responders and everyone else who has just been burdened down by this pandemic. Yeah, I, I wish I could send them all on a Caribbean vacation to mm. relax in the sun, but instead we're just going to have to learn a few self-care skills here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, let's begin with an easy one, and that involves breathing, and that I know we can do. You can do all of these as we get going into these. Okay. Okay? But here's what happens with stress. When your body senses stress, it goes on high alert, and it begins to activate that fear response, or what some people call that fight, flight, or freeze response. Mm -hmm. That happens in what is called your sympathetic nervous system. 
So all of these techniques that we're going to talk about today, Chris, are aimed at quieting down that nervous system, inducing calm, and that happens by doing things to activate the calming part of your nervous system, which is called the parasympathetic nervous system. So just taking some long, deep breaths is a way to calm down your physical body. Yes, but you know, you need to do it slow. There need to be deep breaths and you need to concentrate on the breath. So you focus your mind on the breath. Taking slow, deep breaths is doing the opposite of tension. You can count backwards to 10 as slowly as you want to and release your breath. You can say the number as you're counting back and release the breath. You just have to concentrate on the breath. You want to try it a second? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Deep breath. Okay. 10, 9, 8. Slower. 7, Slower. Six, as you're releasing the breath. Five. Yeah. Here's here's another one that involves <laughs> <laughs> breathing based on research that was done. Just two minutes of deep breathing with longer and longer exhalations. That's what I was trying to say. Exhale slowly. Mm, got it. It engages a nerve called the vagus nerve in the body. It's actually the 10th cranial nerve that's a wandering nerve in your body. And it's it's very long. And when it gets engaged through breathing, it activates that calming part of our nervous system and it increases your heart rate variability, which is good, and it even improves your decision-making. All of that just from taking the time to breathe slowly? Yeah, yeah, it's really quite simple, but you just have to be aware at the moment that you're stressed, and then you have to do it. And that's why you hear people always go, just breathe. You ever heard that said in a movie or something when people get really upset? Uh, It works. So slow breathing is incompatible with tension, The two can't be done at the same time. So this one you can do in traffic. Yep. If you feel yourself getting tense and stressed. In thinking about stress, what makes some things more stressful than others? Well, you mentioned the pandemic. So when stress goes on a long time, like we've seen, that's really more problematic when it is unpredictable. And when it piles on, when you have one thing after another. I know a woman, Chris, who was car hijacked. Mm -hmm. And then she got mugged. And then she got in a car accident because she was so worked up for it. So things were just piling on. They just kept happening to her. And they were unpredictable. They were major things. And they became chronic. And after a while, she just her coping resources were just done. She was taxed. And she was on edge, as you could easily imagine. Right, yeah, after a day like that. Yeah, it was awful. So when people have those types of things happen especially traumatic things, can you tell by looking at them? Often I really can because they carry around that stress in their bodies. When I saw a lot of childhood trauma and abuse in the therapy setting, I would ask people in my office how relaxed they felt. And I would usually give them a scale of like one to 10, 10 being extremely relaxed and then one being very uptight and tense. You know, they would rate it. I would look at them And I could see physical tension in their body, Hmm. but they would often rate their relaxation around like an eight, which is pretty relaxed, but they didn't look it. So I began to think about that, and I, I really started to realize they probably have carried around so much stress in their physical body for so long that they're not even aware of how much tension they're holding on to. So did you teach them some of the techniques that we're doing today? Yes, but first I had to teach them to tune into their physical body and then practice several relaxation strategies to calm down that chronic state of tension that they were feeling. It's it's really not good for you to walk around with your body being tense all the time. But they weren't even aware of it because it had gone on for so long. So a good starting point might be then to identify that we are stressed. 
and maybe do a body check. Right. I carry around my stress in my neck and shoulders, so I do pay attention to how tight those areas are. And normal often massage those areas when we're watching TV. He always comments. He always says, your, mm-hmm. your shoulders are so tight. But I've learned a number of techniques that have helped. So if you practice the things we're talking about, starting with that breath and that breathing, you can use them right away when the tension starts and you can stop that tense body from happening. Before we go to the break, I I do have a question. My dad one time made note. He said, have you ever noticed toward the end of November, beginning of December, your mom's back goes out? I said, yes. Why is that? He said he, he thinks it's because she was so stressed because of the holidays, holidays coming up. Holidays coming up. Yeah. And she carried it in her body. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Good observation. So tune into that and mm-hmm. start thinking about why do I feel tense? Well, we do have techniques to uh, help us do that. And we will get to those right after the break. More physical relaxation techniques to come. Stay with us. Mother and daughter relationships are powerful. And they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote... I love my mother, but a book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I love my mother, but available on my website, drlindamintel.com, or online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And just a reminder that you can follow Dr. Linda on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Linda Mental, and on Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental Author and Speaker. Social media is a great way to keep up with Dr. Linda's speaking and writing on relationships. But we also want you to listen to and share the weekly podcast. They air on Faith Radio, but also all your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mental Podcast or go to MyFaithRadio.com. And the book that will help you with today's topic is Breaking Free from Stress. Did I say Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker and all that enough? You did. I think it was very clear how to find me. (laughs) Remember my name. Right. It's M-I-N-T-L-E. Yes, not mental. Mental. (laughs) Today we're talking about physical ways to bring relaxation to your body when you are under stress. And speaking of tight muscles and tension, this next technique really works on body tension. So this is a technique, Chris, that I have practiced for months, actually, before I really got it down. And I can make myself relax on cue because of all the practice I've done with this. This is something that's really helpful when you realize that you're tensing up. So here's the background of this, Chris. When I was a child, I had a dentist who accidentally hit a nerve in my face, and he froze one side of my face. And as a child, that felt really out of control. I didn't know what was happening. And consequently, I developed a real fear of the dentist. I would be so tense when I had to go, and I needed all kinds of things. I would actually interview dentists and say, do you use nitrous? Mm -hmm. Do you have a fish tank that I can watch? (laughs) Do you have music you can put in my ear? Will you put your calming hand on my shoulder as we're doing a procedure? I mean, it was a little bit 
weird that I was, you know, asking all these questions, but I was so afraid of how much pain I was going to feel or something uncontrollable would happen. And when you tense up like that, you feel a lot more pain. So you're actually making the pain worse Mm. by all that tension. So as an adult, I began to practice something called progressive muscle relaxation. Mm. And I read about it when I was looking for ways to help my patients. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, yes. It's a great way to go to sleep. Yes. Yes. I I use that a lot. You've tried it before? Yes. Oh, I'm impressed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if you're someone who carries your stress in your physical body and you have a lot of tension and tightness, this is really a technique for you, especially if you carry it in your neck and shoulders and back. Wait, Dr. Linda, let's get some music for this. As as, as Could you give us some relaxation music? Yes. here Here we go. All right. All right. And as I talk, Mm. listen to the music. You can learn and practice this just like I did. It's based on the fact that tensing muscles and then relaxing them produces a state of relaxation. I didn't know this, Chris, but this was actually created by a physician Mm. named Edmund Jacobson in the 1920s. And it was based on his theory that physical relaxation can promote mental relaxation. Mm. You can relax a muscle by tensing and then releasing it, he saw that this actually relaxed the mind. Now, when you practice this, you are learning uh, to control your tension levels. Should we keep the music going? Yeah, okay. that'd be great. So exactly. So when you are tense, you can automatically, and even without much thought, calm down your body. So here's what you do. Let's make a fist right now. Make a fist. We hold it really tight. Hold it tight. Make that fist. Feel that tension. Feel it, feel it, feel it. Now release it and just let your hand open naturally. Mm. Focus on your breathing as well. Now do it again. Tense up, tense up, then release that tension. And when I do this, am I paying attention to the difference between tension and relaxation? That's exactly what you need to do because there's a difference. And what you're doing is you're training your muscles to relax when you focus on this. What you do is you take each muscle in your body and you practice tensing and relaxing. And this also activates the natural production of opiates. Now, we always think opiates are bad mm-hmm. when they're narcotics, but unless you need them for you know some medical reason. But it's really, we have these natural opiates in our body. And when you do this, it promotes that relaxation. Plus, it also helps your immune system function as well. So it helps you fight disease. Mm. So this has lots of benefits. And you're teaching yourself to calm down when your body gets activated by stress. It goes into that fight or flight response. It tenses up. When we're stressed, a lot of bad things happen. This technique slows it all down. And it's especially helpful for people who have panic or phobias, you know, the fears that people Mm -hmm. have, uh, anxiety. It can also, as you mentioned, it can help you fall asleep at night. Now, it's much easier to do this with a recording and somebody kind of, walking you through this with their voice. So I used to develop these recordings for my patients, but now you can just search the internet and you can search progressive Mm -hmm. muscle relaxation and you can find a free site where someone will walk you through the process. We still have this relaxing music going. Is this a real thing? Does this help? Actually, we have a show on music meditation and music, the impact of music on the brain. Oh, good point. We're going to do that. (laughs) So we're going to have that show coming up along with some spiritual meditation Mm -hmm. in the future as well. 
This is a non-pharmacological intervention for stress and tension. It's used by nurses, occupational therapists, and medical practitioners in a variety of healthcare settings too. Yeah, so when you do this with practice, what happens is you learn to be tuned into your body, you notice the tension, you notice it's starting to build. Now, how did you do this with that visit to the dentist? So what I did is I practiced the progressive muscle relaxation. I practiced it with a recording. And like I said, if you Google it, you can find it free. I use a free one from dartmouth.edu. It's a really nice one. Mm -hmm. You just play the recording. You practice with it. The voice walks you through tension, tensing, relaxing each of the muscles in your body. It probably takes about 30 minutes. I used to practice at night before falling asleep. Yes. And once you do it enough times, you can do it on your own. So then when I would go to the dentist, I would tell myself to relax because I could feel myself tensing up in the chair because, you know, just the association of being in that chair. Mm -hmm. So I would go relax and I could cue myself to relax those muscles because I practiced it over and over. And now I go to the dentist. I don't need any of those things. And I've had a lot of painful procedures done because I didn't inherit great teeth. (laughs) But this technique keeps my body from tensing up and feeling more pain. It really, really does work. And does the recording have a voice that talks to you like this? It does. Yes. And when I recorded it for my patients, I would go, now get in a comfortable spot. So I would talk like that (laughs) because it was very soothing. (laughs) What I like about it is it's practical and free and there's no side effects. I mean, wouldn't you rather teach your body to relax through a few simple techniques than take a Xanax that does have a lot of side effects and is potentially addictive? That's true. That does sound much better to, uh, to do something that's that you have, first of all, you have control over. Right. And you can it, use all the time. Right. Anytime you want. Mm-hmm. And it's not a pill. You can do it at the dentist in traffic. Right. Or just if you're at home in the evenings trying to go to sleep, That's which right. is what I do. We have been talking about progressive muscle relaxation. And you have a few more, Dr. Linda, that we will get to right after this quick break. Are your priorities all out of line? Are you running through the kitchen because the sight of dishes in the sink is more than you can bear? Or avoiding the laundry room for fear a pile of dirty jeans will jump up and grab you? Are extra hours spent at work or outside commitments taking a toll on your home and family? Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor. And if this sounds anything like your house, you may have a priority problem. Getting your priorities in line might feel like trying to rein in a bucking bronco, but it can be done. Here are a few keys. Take small steps. Don't try to attack laundry and housekeeping all at once. Spread the work out and enlist the help of family members. And don't put things off. Piling another dish and a cup in the sink won't help. Instead, try and stay ahead by handling cleaning up more regularly. Look, we all have occasions when we have to hurry off and leave a job or two undone. But if this is your habit... You may need a priority adjustment, and you can do it one step at a time. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. You are listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. 
Check out her website, drlindamental.com, and her book that relates to today's topic is Breaking Free from Stress. And remember, the podcast can be listened to or shared anytime. Go to myfaithradio.com or your favorite podcast platform. Dr. Linda, let's uh, let's start that music back up again that we had <laughs> the last segment. Who is the uh, composer of that music? I don't know. It's, you do it's, know. It's very, very nice. Very nice. People don't know, Chris, that you play the piano and you play it very well. Ooh. They don't know that about you. That's why I like this music so much. That's right. Because you're it, composing it, it and playing me. it. It's me. It's awesome, though. Hey, you could do tapes. That's you could right. do recordings. We should do that. With our bumper stickers, right? That we never <laughs> seem to do anything with. Now we could have our own relaxation tapes. Yeah. Pick up this recording and get a free bumper sticker as well. <laughs> yeah. so. That you'll never see. Right. Oh. Well, let's get to the next physical relaxation strategy called guided imagery. Tell us what this is and how it works. Okay, I want to just say that these aren't wacky new age things. We're, right. we're biblically based here. We're not going to teach you anything that has a questionable origin to it, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So guided imagery is a way to relax your body that engages all of your senses. And it's been found to really be good with physical relaxation. Mm -hmm. Some hospitals use it to help with treatments. It's easiest to use a recording for this one again, where you have a voice that's guiding you through the actual exercise, but you can develop your own and you can record yourself and you could follow that recording after you do it. Mm -hmm. Again, I use the free ones on the internet and it's a focused relaxation that involves your mind and your body and it helps reduce the stress and it will calm you down. I have seen this in action. Sharon delivered all three of our kids without any pain medication whatsoever. Wow. In the Lamaze training that she had was this focused guided imagery. Oh. And we used that and... It worked? It worked amazingly well. well. I, didn't, I guess I didn't know about that because I was in pain <laughs> and I was yelling for the meds. <laughs> that's right. That's right. This is easy to do as well for many people. It's very enjoyable and it's free. It can be done anywhere. It has no risks or side effects, but it does take practice. When you practice this, what you do is you envision a scene with great detail relating to all of the senses. So you're going to hear me keep saying you have to get your senses involved in this. So you picture a relaxing scene. Now that scene can be something in nature, like a beautiful waterfall in Hawaii, or a cool and dense forest where you may take a calming walk in your imagination. Some people like a cabin in the woods with a gentle snowfall, Others, and this would be me, love the beach with palm trees swaying in the wind. The idea is to pick a scene that would be relaxing. So what would you choose? I had a dream one time of the landscape around where I grew up, which was in the mountains of West Virginia. Yeah. In this dream, it was different. There was a big grassy field, which is rare in West Virginia. Mm. And in that grassy field, there was this big house that I guess I assumed would be the ideal house to live in. And... This place still exists in my mind, and occasionally, if I go there, it's very relaxing. So the the one that I've listened to on the Dartmouth.edu is called The Forest. You'd probably like that one because mm -hmm. it's all about walking in a forest. Now, they don't see a house, but they see all the, the you know the foliage and the beauty of nature and stuff. And then the wolf comes up dressed no, like... No, 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 no. Oh. It's great. It's okay. great. But I, I mean, for me, it's clearly the beach. Mm -hmm. um, I really like the beach because when I'm in the forest... When I listen to that tape with the, the recording, I keep saying tape, but mm -hmm. in the recording with the students, I start getting creeped out by the bugs that might be there. And he says, put your feet in the dirt, feel the ground. I'm like, ew. Yeah. So that does not relax me. Well, but When you talk about taking a walk through the forest, you can't not think of Little Red Riding Hood. 
Oh, and, well, and the wolf. Now, that doesn't come into my mind. It's really the dirt, the bugs. So I have to go to the beach. All right. I have to do that. It, it sounds important to keep your attention focused on the scene. Yes. <laughs> Not let your mind yes. water like, yes. mine, like mine already has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right, because you have to immerse all of your senses in the scene to relax. So then you begin to envision yourself in the middle of the most relaxing scene that you can imagine. Some people like maybe sitting by a fire in a snow cabin, you know, deep in the woods, sipping hot chocolate, Mm. maybe reading and meditating on their Bible. So what is the part about involving your senses? The reason you're doing that is because it's engaging all parts of your body in this. So what does the scene look like? How does it feel? What special sense might be involved in terms of smells? Do you hear the roar of a fire, the splash of a waterfall? All of that, chippering of birds, you just want to make it really real. The point of guided imagery is to shift your mind to a peaceful and relaxing place and then immerse yourself in all of that. In fact, there are studies that are using virtual reality to do this, and people are being helped with anxiety and chronic pain and all kinds of conditions. Mm. Now, you did this with a patient and built the scene for relaxation as heaven. We did. This was an interesting thing that we did. We looked at the Bible. We found as much description about heaven as possible. You know, you also, I was thinking of that song, I Can Only Imagine. Oh, yeah. Because that's kind of where you start to feel a sense of heaven in that song. So what we did is we looked at John's vision of heaven in the Bible, the throne room of God, and there's some clues in, in there. So there are many mansions. It's a place where we assemble for worshiping. So we hear worship sounds. We see all nations and people worshiping. We're filled with peace, joy, and praise, the scripture says. We see light that looks like precious stones of gems and emeralds and all kinds of precious stones are mentioned, pearl gates, Mm. streets of gold, the throne of God with a rainbow around the throne and 24 thrones around the thrones with elders in white garments with crowns on their heads. And before the throne, there was something that's described as a sea of glass, like crystal. Mm. So we began to visualize heaven based on what we could learn about in Revelation. I mean, we can't really know, Chris, and as the song says, we can only imagine, right? Right. But we can picture ourselves there with God, fixing our eyes, our ears, and our senses on God, on heaven and worship. That's one way you could do this. That would be very peaceful and meditative, uh, just to imagine heaven. In the New Testament, we are told that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, and we are to fix our eyes upon him. And David was clearly visualizing the Lord at his right hand in the Psalms. So in both the Old and the New Testament, God has ordained imagery as part of our approach to him. Dr. Lind, I think a great way to wrap up the show would be to take us to that scene in heaven from Revelation. So here's how it goes in the Bible. After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen.
Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.